Welcome back to another episode of Toys on Tap. This week we have the pleasure of bringing on a 20-year vet in the toy scene, Mock Toys, comes on Toys on Tap. If you want more of Toys on Tap, you can follow on all social medias at Toys on Tap. Free way to support the show is to like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you get podcasts. Super helpful. Lastly, if you want to jump on and support the show, you can at patreon.com slash toys on tap. We have some cool little things with the tiers. If you support high enough, I'll send you free gifts every month. Now let's get to this episode of Toys on Tap. Hey. What's up, baby? What, what's going on? How you doing? Good, good. Dude, I am so enamored by your work. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate uh, it, dude. Stoked that you could get on. It's 9.30 there, yeah? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Nice. yeah kids, are, kids are asleep, so dude, perfect time. I was wondering, because I don't know that we talked about if you had kids or not, and so I always wonder what people do. And they're sometimes they're like, oh, I can't get on until like 930. And I just assumed it was kids for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just easier. Everything is more quiet. And, um, you know, I mean, might get a surprise or two. You never know. Hey, an appearance. <laughs> it's worth it. I've gotten real good at editing. So no big deal. Awesome. Awesome. Man. Hey, uh, I'm stoked that you're on. Um, before we get any anywhere in this conversation, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, sure, yeah, man. My name is uh, Carlos. Uh, I go by the name Mock Toys on Instagram. Uh, I make custom bootleg toys. And not only that, you make backers for some of the heavy hitters that exist. And it's crazy. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that's kind of how I got into all this was uh, just designing backer cards for other people um, and like toy forums. Uh, and things like that, um, and then just kind of spiraled from there. Can so I have a, a question. You, uh, I've seen. I, I do like a little bit of snooping always on artists and stuff. Um, one of the things that is interesting is you can only go back about eighty weeks on your oh, Instagram, but you've been doing stuff. Your one of your first things was like a thing from twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've I've been doing customs. Before that, but really, yeah. I got I got on Instagram was uh, 2013, um, and pretty much what I would consider my first bootleg was like the day before my son was born. Um, I shared that on Instagram, and um, yeah, and then you know, just like I said, I I been making toys since before that here and there, and I pretty much always loved seeing other people's customs, and always thought how much more cool it would be if they had a backer card or if it looked like something that you would find at the store or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you said something too, uh, forums and I, I want to get to that point, but I got to know your background. I got to know like growing up with toys, that kind of stuff, what that was like. Um, so walk me through that. You're a kid. What are the toys that you have? You collect all those things. What do you watch um, on TV? From Kenner's Star Wars collection, each sold separately. We interrupt this.
this program to bring you a special report. This episode is brought to you by Elixir Toys. It's a Fubi creator based out of South Florida. Elixir is out there conjuring up toys that are best described as horror meets nature. His toy creations include Fun Gusting, the evil man-eating mushroom, Thick Gusting, the big booty chibi mushroom, and of course the seer, an evil shaman and conjurer of chaos. If you're wondering how often these new things drop, new drops come every month. And these drops range from different colorways, different pay apps, different artists collaborating with them, and they are so sick. To get your hands on these pieces and to find out more about Elixir Toys, you can find him on Instagram at Elixir Toys, or you can go to his website at ElixirToys.com. So, I mean, I pretty much, my dad collects Batman stuff. So, toys were always kind of part of my life. Um, Like, I, when I was born, I was born like the year after Star Wars came out. Um, and I had an uncle who was 10 years older than me and my dad, who was probably about 20 years old when I was born. So um, they always just kind of just spoiled me. I was the first born in the family. So uh, mainly it was Star Wars at first. Um, and then, you know, just pretty much whatever I could get my hands on. Um, I grew up in Venezuela, so we didn't have a lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff was sent from the u.s now so yeah. um you know a lot of like i, I had a lot of stuff <laughs> hmm. uh i saw your um there was a picture of your dad's um batman collection yeah and you, you yeah. used the phrase it was his only vice like there's <laughs> never been a better way to describe toys um your dad collecting toys is that kind of separate from uh, like the toys that you had, are you allowed to like get into some of them? What was that like? I, uh, I mean, yeah, like I, 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 I mean, he had, he would buy me stuff, you know, especially like the superpower stuff and the, yeah. when the Batman movie. But it really, his collecting started when the Batman movie came out in '89. Before that, you know, anything was just like him. Just on the weekends, he would take me out and buy me like an action figure or something like that. But um it, when the batman movie came out we he had a, you know like the bat cave and the batmobile and i got to play with a lot of that stuff but pretty soon he was like just kind of packing it back in boxes and wrapping it up and yeah. you know and i didn't care i had other stuff i you know just always loved gi joe and star wars so um you know i was and i also understood i also had this understanding that these you know, these objects would be possibly worth something someday. So um, kind of also respect that that aspect of it too, you know, even when it came to my toys as well. Um, you know, I was either, when I got older, I just had them displayed in my room. Um, so, th- I mean, they've always been a part of my life. They've never, it's never gone away. My dad's a, a huge nerd. So, yeah, you know, easily I, <laughs> I'm a huge nerd as well. So, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. I, you know, that's such a cool moment to be able to, um, like, love something with your dad and to love, like, a lot of people don't get that. That's a really cool moment that you had. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely realize how lucky I am, um, you know, that we got to kind of experience that uh, that together, you know, go to cons together. And, you know, he, he's a little more extreme than I am, I'd say. Um, like, he's a huge 
Disney fanatic. He loves to go to Disney all the time. Um, you know, I don't much care for the crowd. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool to share that. Yeah, even even like sports, he got me into sports too. So yeah, it's something that, like if I don't want to talk about action figures, I can talk about sports with him too. So <laughs> that nice. works. Um, Evan, growing up with that, having them around, you said you grew up in Venezuela. Um, what's, I mean, you had toys sent over from the U S I don't know. How long were you there before you moved to the U S? So we moved here when I was six, I was 85. Um, uh, it was 85. It was just me and my dad first moved up here together. And, um, the, the day that we got picked up from the airport, my aunts and uncles took me to, uh, line Noble's play world, which was basically like a Toys R Us. Yeah. I think, I think they were mostly from the East coast. Uh, but they like got off the plane, went to BK, and then like went to Play World. And as a kid, never being around anything like that, it was it was mind blowing. And um, I I clearly remember the end cap with all the GI Joes on there and the artwork, and and that just never that image has never left me. Like it just it just blew me away, you know. Um, and I knew that I always wanted to do something with toys. So I think that was like that moment where I was like, man, this is, <laughs> this is a whole other world than what I'm used to. I don't ever remember seeing so many toys in one place at one time. So, um, you know, and like I said, with my dad too, it just, it just went from there, you know, just. Yeah. What a fun and like American way to welcome someone like, let's go to Burger King <laughs> in a toy store. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like the most '80s American thing you could you could possibly think of. But yeah, it, it definitely stuck with me. One of my uh, favorite things about toys is the the bootlegs that you find all over the world. All kinds of those things. Um, I mean, you were pretty young before you moved over here. Um, do you remember any like if you had any bootlegs or anything that was like, oh, that doesn't really exist? Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't, you know, like the, the stuff we got over there was like anime. So I grew up watching like Speed Racer, um, yeah. Mass Massinger, um, things like that. So, um, Mass Massinger was, was huge. And my parent, I remember my parents got me like a vinyl, uh, like the soft plastic vinyl. I remember chewing on it. Like I would chew on this thing, yeah. but, uh, I mean, thinking back, it was definitely a bootleg and you know, I wasn't an official, toy um and then also i remember there was like these they look like messenger so like a giant robot but they were they were tiny and they would the, the fists would shoot out rockets like his fists yeah. were rockets out yeah like they were spring-loaded um uh, and that was definitely a bootleg as well um and i'm sure other things but those those are the ones that i that stick out to me yeah uh i it's crazy to get the bootlegs now and they are just <laughs> I don't know. It looks like sometimes a five-year-old paints these and I absolutely adore yeah. them. But you, yeah. as a kid, there's no way you would have been able to tell those apart from other toys. Uh, I mean, right? maybe. I don't okay. know. I don't know. I don't know if, you know, what information my dad shared with me back then. So, yeah. but I, 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 I didn't care as well. I mean, I remember seeing things in stores here in, in the States that were definitely bootlegs, you know, that yeah. you could just tell, like, okay, they're definitely ripping off G.I. Joe, you know, or like, you know, like the, the corpse. Yeah. They were called corpse, you know. Um, yeah. 
Um, you you said uh, that you had this um, sense of value, dude. I destroyed toys growing <laughs> up, just brutalized them, and they like either got burnt, melted, broken, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. How did you come about having this like sense that they were worth something one day? I mean, my dad, my dad just you know telling me you know like these things, like going to conventions and stuff, and just kind of seeing the value of certain things and and um and i i mean i had pretty much every star wars figure except yak face yeah which i and back then i was trying to remember like what the little that i knew i think it was from some magazine or something that it was an incredibly rare figure and seeing it at a flea market and i remember the price just being like ridiculous like i don't know maybe it was like 90 bucks maybe back then it wasn't you know it wasn't that much but um you know just kind of I don't know just just know I, I, I guess it's just something that my dad shared with me you know just so he that was his plan when he started collecting was that like hey you know I'm collecting this so one day who knows I mean it's probably not worth anything his collection but <laughs> you know yeah. like it's it's been his passion pretty much so yeah and him collecting Batman that's super specific especially around the 89 era yeah what is as he just have a love for just Batman? What's that? I mean, yeah, he grew up reading comics and stuff, and I yeah. guess I mean, I guess maybe the the sixth the Batman show, this the Adam West show, was you know popular when I mean he must have been you know it was maybe ten I don't know ten at the time. So, um, I, yeah, I mean that he, I mean he he liked other things, you know, and like even like he watched the Marvel movies and stuff, and and I mean. Obviously, like he enjoyed Star Wars, especially when, when you know when it came out. So I don't know why Batman. I never really, I never really asked them. I guess yeah. it was just this thing. I mean, I I, I like Spider Man, so um, you know, I remember he bought me a like a Batman PJ or something once, and this neighbor had a he had like a Spider Man PJ with the mask and everything, and. We traded PJs and my dad got some, he got some at it. <laughs> but I was like, but Spider-Man's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, Man, it's crazy to think how like toys imprinted on you. Cause as you fast forward uh, from there, um, you are a graphic designer, illustrator, all those things. Um, and you start to, I'm assuming, grow this love for art as you like get older how are toys influencing in you, you in that or, or does it still have an influence on you or is graphic design just something that you were like i need to do that i mean yeah the the toys was something i knew that i always wanted to do something with toys i just i just had no idea how yeah you know how how to even and i knew i wanted to paint my toys but also having that thought of like well this could be worth something why am i going to destroy it you know so the the art thing just came like after high school i didn't really i had no didn't know what to do i, I almost joined the military um and a buddy of mine was like hey i'm going to art school for graphic design and i was like what the hell is graphic design i didn't i didn't really yeah. I mean this is like more than 20 years ago and it's like i don't I, I think i've heard it but i don't really know what it is and i you know i applied at the school and 
And I mean, because I, I was, you know, also I wanted to do something with art, but also I didn't know what 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 does somebody do with art? Like, am I just going to paint a scene and somebody's going to buy it? Like, how does that work? Um, you know, um, but I always loved the art. My mom always encouraged me and put me in art classes, you know, at an early age. And um, I mean, in so in college, I one of the projects, we had a project that we had to create some type of product. And and my first thought was like, well, I'll create some action figures based on yeah. whatever the sub, you know, the, I think the subject was the four seasons. So um, I had to figure out like a clever way to make <laughs> the four seasons, like fall, summer, winter, you know, how do I do that in action figures? And I, I don't know, I, I came up with something silly, but um, it was like one way or another, I was going to do it. I was going to make action figures, you know, like it was, it was just bound to be, you know. Damn, that's so early on to like love toys and still want to make that. Um, man, uh, it, it, as you you're doing that, um, graphic design and action figures don't like one is very much like that, like hands on medium, and one is. And so, how did you when they said, "Oh, design something"? Was it like a selling point you had to say like, oh, I want to do something that you can hold and like an action figure or was the teacher just like, I don't care what you do. Yeah, it was just create a product based oh, on, cool. you know, it, that, that was pretty much just just that project, um, uh, you know, and I, I was like, well, I guess, you know, people have to market action figures, right? So, you know, make it work somehow. Um, I don't really, I, 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 I didn't actually make action figures. I think they were mostly drawings and mm -hmm. like... Um, you know just kind of like mock-ups um because i still didn't know exactly what i needed to to do that um that was that was shortly after college was where i ran into somebody at a toys for us and i was just looking at gi joe figures and the guy was like you collect gi joes and i was like yeah kind of here and there you know whatever, whatever i can get my hands on and he was like, well, I have everything. I have everything like mint in boxes and I have like three of everything and you can check out my stuff on the web. And this was like 99. We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. D.O.V. 2, we have an engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait. Salvation! Hooray! We've saved DLP2! Limited edition custom artists made action figures and DKE toys! Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE! And the internet was still brand new and shitty. And yeah. It was like mostly like GeoCities and pages and things like that. And, uh, remember getting on there and seeing his collection and just being like holy shit this guy's like my it's like my dad basically yeah. but gi joe and uh and then there were links to other people's pages and um i there was this guy he's, he's still on he's on instagram now his name is evil evil face um and he had like pages and pages of custom gi joe figures and um uh, it's like from every like the a team to superheroes and yeah. all these things and and that was the moment where i was like holy shit it can be done like it can actually be done um and i was like how do i do <laughs> like how do, how do how do i do that what do i do and 
I remember running to the store and buying like a McFarland, like the McFarland figures were really big back then. And I bought like a Kiss, it was like a kid the band Kiss figure. Yeah. And bought some supplies at an art store and just attempted to, I don't know, sculpt over it and paint over it. And I just had bought all the wrong materials, like the wrong paint, <laughs> the wrong clay. Yeah uh yeah and i made i made the out like i i basically was making a i don't know if you've ever seen ninja scroll but the main character jubei yeah i was trying to make him i uh i had i had made the outfit out of felt and i mean it was for my first try it was okay but it was it was garbage yeah <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I put it away and then just didn't think about it for a while you know just but that was that was like my first attempt was like yeah some a little over 20 years ago yeah which is crazy 20 years ago you just click a random link and all of a sudden something's awoken in you and i think the interesting thing is there's no i mean i've looked back at some of the old star wars forums there's no instructions on how to do any of this so you're just going for it yeah i yeah i just went for it i you know i it wasn't so like a few years later, like I think 2007, where um, I found a forum called His Tank, which is basically mostly focused on GI Joe. And there were guys on there doing stuff and, you know, and from there just asking questions and stuff like that and just kind of seeing what they're doing. And it just kind of caught on from there. And, and you know, I've attempted a few, a few figures, um, yeah. but kind of thinking about the back of the car thing was was kind of what just pushed me towards towards doing it more you know just thinking like hey this could be so much more than just a toy that sits on a shelf i guess i mean even though that's what they are yeah in the when, end but when you were creating and doing this stuff i mean even the words um getting on a forum to hear that now is so crazy it is right (laughs) uh i just like it's so hard i work with teenagers and it's tough to explain like the internet was not the internet that you know when we were growing up and like getting on a forum and talking to people is such a weird concept um, and as and I've been on some of them where they're like posting pictures of their uh, toy customs and all that stuff. How did you I know that you've said that you wanted to make the backers, um, but you dove straight for the toys. How did you then kick over and say, OK, I'm going to start making backers like who wants one or like how? what did that process look like? Mm-hmm. So I it was basically trying to figure out how to make a backer because um yeah, you know, there's so again, there was no instructions anywhere on how to do that. Really, I pretty much just kind of from working in printing presses or for printing presses and newspapers and things of that sort, I kind of just kind of figured out how to do it. Um, and then just like talking to guys, I just sent them some samples. It was like, hey, here, here is a like, you know, I would just take their pictures basically that they posted online and then use that as the artwork for the backer card. And then send it to them and then they would post it and yeah and that just kind of went from there and then eventually joined the crew yeah. <laughs> like a toy crew i mean it sounds ridiculous but i was just a bunch of guys who you know just made customs and we would just kind of just share our works you know on forums and then eventually people started asking me for you know 
custom cards um, and did that for a while until my wife asked me to join Instagram. She was like, you should join Instagram because there's there's other people doing what you're doing on there or whatever. And, you know, you should try it out. And I was hesitant for a while, but then eventually just just started sharing things and started sharing kind of just mostly, you know, I was just used to seeing people do Star Wars customs or yeah. G.I. Joe customs. It wasn't anything really original. It was just the same characters that you knew just, you know, with more details or it just wasn't really doing it for me. You know, I knew there was something else out there. There was something more, um, I think around 2012, I don't know who, maybe it was, um, well, he goes by Death by Toys now, but his name was Chicago Toy Collector. Um, I think I had seen his stuff online yeah. at some, somewhere. Um, they were like video game uh, bootlegs. Um, and yeah, just just from there, just ran into other guys like, you know, killer bootlegs and dollar yeah. slice and the rest is history, I guess. Which the, it seems because that's a lot of history in there. That uh, seems like a quick jump, but you're on these forums making backers with like probably lower versions. Like it's not the same Photoshop that we know now. It's like some other. And so like not only that, but you're are you having to learn these programs as you go? Or was this part of your graphic design stuff when you first start? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's, I started, um, so I, I went to school where, you know, you're supposed to learn like Photoshop and these things. I didn't really learn anything in art college until I, I was done and I got a job designing flyers. Um, and it was a, it was a 24 hour flyer printing company. Um, so we would design your flyers and then the next day you would have like 5,000. It was ridiculous. Yeah. That's a crazy <laughs> but, turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy turnaround. They charge a lot of money, but um, I had to learn there and I had to be fast. So I basically, they taught you, like they taught me all the, like all the shortcuts and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, I basically just, we had to be incredibly fast to do these flyers. So I was forced Photoshop at a quick rate. And then, yeah. And then eventually I got moved to a, a sister company that they opened where it was nowhere near as busy, busy as the first company and, and uh, as the first place I was working at. Um, and all the free time I just used to learn, used it to learn Photoshop and Illustrator. And um, yeah, and then just jump to different businesses, uh, different businesses that deal in the graphic design universe so like t-shirt printing companies and like i said i worked at a newspaper um yeah. a printing press the fashion company designing shirts um i mean all sorts of stuff. yeah so rad being in all these different art related jobs i think the immediate question that comes is as you're doing all this stuff, but not doing the one thing that you wanted to do, like working with toys, is it like beating your love of art and beating your love of like graphic design out of you? Um, not really, no, because there was there was always something. I was always working on something, you know, when I got after I got out of work. So I, whatever silly idea I had, whether it was a t-shirt or you know whatever um also 
all my friends were always very creative. So in around 2003, my buddy started a, uh, a magazine uh, that was basically inspired by Wizard Magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with Wizard. And yeah. uh, Wizard also had another magazine called Toy Fair. Um, but the, the, the magazine that we were working on mostly focused on independent stuff. Um, and, you know, we were out there contacting record labels and comic book, indie comic companies and, and things like that. So one way or another, I was always trying to be creative outside of work. So, so that way it wouldn't feel like it was soul sucking. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I worry about that. If this art of toys ever becomes full time, like I never want that love to just diminish and go away. Yeah. 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 It, it can be hard. I mean, I, as much as I, I love the bootleg scene and the bootleg toys, there's also so many other things that I, I want to do. Um, and there's just not enough time, you know, right. especially like I said, with kids, you know, by the time they're in bed and, you know, I'm ready to get working, it's like 10, 10 30. And then I don't get to work right away because I don't know, usually there's things I got to do before I settle in and yeah. focus on what I got to do or what I want to do. But um, yeah, with it's hard managing that time, you know, and having to either you know okay do i sacrifice this time with my family or do i continue to work on this this thing that could potentially lead to nowhere <laughs> yeah it's 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 a tricky situation i guess and so from here you start to work with some of the bigger names that we have in the toy scene which is in incredible um i've seen um you do a draco backer i've seen some of your dollar slice ones um, you worked with Ron English, and it looks like Kozik as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's mainly working with DK with DKE. Okay. Um, through Dove, um, like I don't know Kozik or, yeah. <laughs> or Ron English. It'd be nice uh, if I did, but uh, but yeah, I mean those were fun projects nonetheless. Like I, I love working on those. Um, uh it was mind-blowing the first time Dove asked me I was like he he asked me if I wanted to do some stuff for Kazakh and to the point where I was like is he talking about the same person that I think he's talking about like is he asking me like what is happening um yeah but uh, like I said those those were fun projects um um you know I I think a lot of that is just being at the right place at the right time you know like doing stuff with killer bootlegs and dollar slice just being there early i guess in those early stages in 2013 and on um and you know getting to meet some of those guys yeah um you know it's it's very cool it's yeah you know in as a part of the podcast um we see a lot of we get timelines of everyone and so um we hear when people start in 2013 doing art with toys and I have suck Lord episodes and he's back in the early two thousands and um, hearing all that stuff. And then to hear someone that's doing almost the reverse of like, you're doing the design part and you're like one of the early people that like, you are the guy like that the, they, they started working with and, and you are doing all the backers and and you're killing it in that do you 
like it, it's it's crazy to hear that one but then two do the you making toys get pushed to the wayside because you're doing all this design work for either other people or things that you want to do yeah for a little bit it did feel that that i was just so inundated with with design work that um the ideas that i wanted to work on just you know i just couldn't i just didn't have the time to do it um, especially working full-time and then coming home i mean there was even a point where i was working three jobs because i was working a nine to five and then working nights and weekends and then doing the toy thing and i wasn't getting any sleep and uh it was killing me i guess <laughs> it's just the yeah. best way you can say it. and uh at some point i just had to kind of I think that was like 2018 was just like, I had to, I just had to take a break um, and kind of just push out the idea, the, the last few ideas that I had and then just kind of, I don't know, do things here or there. Like, you know, whenever I got a minute, um, sometimes I want to take a longer break, but then some, you know, like dollar slice is always trying to pull me back in. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I got an idea for you and I got an, <laughs> and I got five more ideas for you. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's go. Um, would you say based off of that, do you almost feel like this is the end for you in the toy scene at the moment? No, not the end. I, I okay. think I still got ideas. I think that, you know, I still, uh, I mean, I'm at like one bootleg figure in here, yeah. <laughs> I think at this point, but, uh, um, Thursday night, 7 p.m. YouTube Live, it's Toys Alive! Toys Alive! Toys Alive! There's way cool artist unboxing. No Accounts under a thousand followers. What? Art out there for 30 bucks or less. Radical. Collector spotlight. Ooh, collector. Current and upcoming shows and drops. <laughs> Giveaways. What? Short chats with artists. News from the hood. 100% indie all the time. That's Toys Alive! Thursday nights, 7 p.m. PST, YouTube Live. You know, whenever inspiration hits, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, you know, if I can, I'll try to work on it. I mean, the last figure that I did, I I started that in like October of last year. Yeah. Um, and then just worked on it on and off and it went through like 20 million changes until I finally decided what I wanted to do. But I, I kind of like taking my time with them now and, you know, just... When it's ready, it's ready, and I'll show it off. Um, like I said, I, I want to work on other things, and one of those things is a tabletop game um, that I've been working on for, like, the past year and a half, um, and that I'm really excited about. And so the little time that I have for myself, I, I focus on that, um, on that game. I have other questions, but now that you brought <laughs> up the tabletop game, are we allowed to hear anything about it? Have you revealed anything? Not yet, no. Um, it's still, I guess I would say I'm in the second iteration of the game. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna do some play testing this week with, with that in, in the house with the family. Um uh just because I updated a lot of things on, on, on the game. Um it's just basically uh so the idea actually spawned from playing with toys. Um and uh the reason I came up with it was to kind of try to implement a way where you can play this board game with your own, with your own action figure. So whatever it is, you know, you're you could have a Barbie and a He-Man and the boot from the Monopoly game all together on your team yeah. and they can fight Phantom Circular or whatever, you know, I don't know. It's uh that's kind of what I'm trying to 
trying to implement into the game. But first, got to kind of work the mechanics, um, the mechanics and of the gameplay and all that and try to try to make sure that it works. And it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. I'm interested in the dynamic of being able to play a game with your own action figures. That is a, that's a cool way to mesh those worlds. I think it'd be cool. I think especially in like tabletop tournaments and things like that, where you could just bust out your own Marvel legends or whatever it is and put them on the board and fight against, you know, yeah. I, I think it'd be a cool idea. It's not, I wouldn't say it's an original idea. It's uh uh, I remember there used to be a board game in the 80s. It was a G.I. Joe board game where you could use your own action figures um, on it. I never played it. I never owned it. But um, I imagine it's it's similar to, to that concept. Man, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to see that come out. I can only imagine how long a board game takes between rules, playability, like everything, graphics, all that stuff. So do you have a date in which you're trying to release? I don't have a date, no, because I, I can't really rely on just finding free time to, to work on it. I, I have actually, um, I don't, have you ever messed around with chat, chat GPT? I did it the other day and I was just punching in random things. It <laughs> yeah. is crazy. It is insane. Yeah, it is. It is insane in that. Uh, so I was I saw some articles about some people who were using ChatGPT to code uh, yeah. for their jobs, I guess. So basically, the ChatGPT is doing the work for them. And read about this guy who was working six different coding jobs at the same time using ChatGPT. Um, and so I thought, well, I mean, I guess if it could do that, then I guess it could help me write write the rules because I mean. I mean, I'm not good with grammar and things like that and mm -hmm. whatever. So it, it was kind of cool putting in the rules that I had and kind of giving it an overview about the game and then kind of spitting the game back out to me. And I, I was kind of blown away. I was like, oh, man, like you kind of you you get it. Yeah, <laughs> you're just an AI, but you kind of get it. So that was that was encouraging. And then just kind of using it to to kind of figure out the math for me as far as like how many cards per deck, um, you know, and just put, just kind of, it's about figuring out the prompts and being like, well, I, you know, I have these decks, some characters are stronger than others, um, but I want to balance out the deck. So, you know, so, so there's more variety when you shuffle them and it kind of just does it for you. It's, it's, it's pretty neat. I don't know. It saves, it's saving me a lot of time actually um, using that tool. Um, but then it also does some really weird stuff where it's like, that's not at all what we, what we yeah. were talking about. <laughs> you, so, but I realized uh, immediately once I started using it, it can only go off of um, like as much information as you ask or how detailed you yeah. are. And so yeah. um, I am currently, I'm writing a, a comic to go with a toy and I have all the panels like figured out and what I want them to look like in the storyline. But I thought, you know what, let's, let's just say I want a 27 page 30, however many panels done. Right. But I didn't put in any of the information. I just put in like the main idea, man, that was a horrible story. <laughs> but then I started like adding more and more details and it started being 
like the comic as we were writing it and i got right. a little panicked and closed the program and closed it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah that's how that was my first reaction when i when i explained when i explained the game to it and gave it an overview and i mean it was pretty detailed and then it just and then it was like well you could also try these ideas but then it all like the way it just i was like yeah you like i don't know it's it's pretty amazing. And yeah, the more information that it has, the better it is at, at basically how it's, it's, it's more about the prompts than anything yeah. else. It's about how, how you speak to it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool tool. Yeah. Uh, you know, as uh, shows come up for toys and stuff, um, I always am looking through the names, all kinds of stuff. And your name came, it popped up because you were in the GI show. Yeah. And yeah. it was, I haven't seen your name in one of those shows, It which feels like, I don't know, however long, but it was like, it caught me by surprise. And I was so amped to see, tell me about your piece for the GI show. Um. So yeah, that, like that piece, um, that piece actually came from a chat with uh, Peter from Killer Bootlegs yeah. um, years ago. Uh, it was a long time ago. And I think I remember hearing him talk about how one of his family members was his accountant. And I remember chatting and just joking, like, oh, I, I'm going to make a figure called Gary, uh, Gary Starkiller, accountant to the cosmic ghoul. <laughs> um, I thought it'd be funny. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> Phantom Starkiller's uncle. Yeah. Um, and then it's just, I just kind of had that idea there. And and then I just thought about uh, so the GI Joe movie uh, Cobra Commander he 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 gets like he inhales these spores that turn him into a snake, mm-hmm. and as he's turning into a snake he says he a snake he says uh, I was once a man, uh, and it's kind of this quote from the from from the GI Joe movie, and um, it just I don't know I just thought it'd be funny if if the snake man was once a man but now he's a he's a certified personal accountant yeah. Um, <laughs> It's dumb, but I don't know. It makes me laugh. I just thought it was hilarious. And I thought it was kind of a good opportunity to, to kind of, uh, I, I'd also been kind of working on my illustration, illustrative skills, I guess, um, these past few years, just on my free time as well. So um, I kind of wanted to, I was, I guess, ready to debut the yeah. new style, I guess. Um and because it's GI Joe, um, it was like the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, so I, I had already been working on the piece for a long time, but um, yeah, it just it just worked out, I guess. Um, and then I meant to print it out and make um, just backer cards, but my printer died, so I had to paint. I had to paint the backer cards. Yeah, <laughs> which so. is a, a whole nother skill unto itself, and it, it's great. And thanks, man. Thanks. Those those were fun. I, I mean, I. I I, I wanted to do something like that before. Um, I just didn't know, you know, what it would work for. But yeah, it, it kind of worked out for this. And um, I actually did two. I did two painting paintings, not just one. So um, I got to actually finish the other one. Okay. But yeah, it was a, it's a fun project. Are you? I'm assuming they're gonna do a GI show number two, and I it's like right up your alley. So I'm assuming you're gonna do the part two as well um well i have another idea i guess that falls that kind of is closely related to this other one um i just don't know when i'm going to get to it um yeah actually dollar slice has the 
the figures for it. He's supposed to mold and cast them. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe sometime this year I'll get to it and, uh, and do that. Um, uh, I don't know, it's kind of the same silly, <laughs> the silly yeah. style, but yeah, we'll see. I like the silly when silly gets merged with GI Joe, it just <laughs> feels so good. Cause GI Joe seems like such a serious toy almost like it's like military guns, all kinds of stuff. So it's so fun to have the silly. I guess yeah. I mean, the, the cartoons were just so dumb. I guess they they were they were silly as well. Um, yeah. It depends what what GI Joe like. There's there's com there's the GI Joe comic fans, which is you know very serious about their GI Joe, and they like the realism of the comic books and people die. But then there's just the cartoons were just fun, man. I mean, I was I was a kid when I was watching them, so I didn't know any better. But um, I don't know, they were just fun toys. Yeah. I've talked about it before. It's uh, the only GI Joe that I had because um, I, I was born in 1990. So not huge that much. As yeah. I was by then, yeah. Um, I had GI Joe extreme like a, yeah. I don't know how big the character <laughs> was, but they were always in weird poses and only had limited articulation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I had uh, one I can still remember, and it was the weirdest looking toy. His hand was just out, and he couldn't even hold his weapons, and it was just so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some of those too as well. I mean, I, I purchased some with my own money, but I mean, I, I purchased so many weird action figures that I didn't really care about, I guess. You know, they just look cool, and uh, I don't know, just trying to fill up my collection, I guess, with random random weird stuff yeah as well what are you currently if you're looking around what are you currently collecting if you are collecting toys right now um as far as collecting i i i was purchased this so i guess hasbro did the they redid some of the the, the original gi joes i bought some of those recently mm-hmm. um i'm not really buying a whole lot of stuff now i guess too because we're, we're trying to buy a house so oh, okay um, haven't really been focusing on toys uh, like the stuff that i like my wife bought me um uh after so we just had a daughter recently um and she bought me uh x-files ken and barbie uh so that way when she's old enough we can play barbies together and that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm excited about that so um just anything that i don't know just kind of that i enjoy um you know uh Right now, I, I had to redo my office. So right now, there's just like a few Back to the Future figures, uh, like a Mando, yeah, some Westworld stuff, um, uh, and some Star Wars figures. Um, but that's about it right now that, that I got on display. And then my bootleg, my bootleg figures that that I've bought in the past, there I just haven't put away um, in boxes because I, I don't really have the space to display them. But um, maybe when I buy a house, <laughs> yeah. I uh are being a kid from the G.I. Joe era, are you a fan of Super Seven's G.I. Joe line? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I love I love all actually. I mean, yeah, five PLA, I don't I don't care. It's they're fun. They're, I mean they're ba- they're mostly based on the cartoons. So yeah. Um it's a different aesthetic than I guess the original ones and, and the newer the new six inch ones that are you know like hyper realistic or um which are also fun, but um, yeah, the super, I mean, all the super seven stuff um, is really cool. Yeah. I wish I could afford it all. <laughs> uh, I know. I look at 
the Super 7 stuff. And if they ever produce something that I just have to have, it's like I got to warn my wife. Like, it's about to be rough for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just actually, I just bought, um, I just bought two Run DM, actually four Run DMC figures. So it's yeah. basically two, two of the same figures, but I found them for 24 bucks yeah. online. They were used. Um, and I was like, man, that's a great deal. I, I couldn't pass it up. So. What is this, Master? Deep in the darkest corners of our earth, our digital sculptors are choosing body parts and combining them in unnatural ways. <laughs> they are making a mutant. The evolving group of worldwide toy makers has been collaborating digital sculpting and making a mutant on Instagram. <laughs> making a mutant. on Instagram. Join making a mutant on Instagram, a digital sculpting toy collab. Who knows? I'll probably use them at some point to make other toys. I have. That's the one. Uh... Man, run the one with the hat, right? And the gold chain right. and the glasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh I'll make you a deal. Yeah, send me your address. I'll send you two that I have laying around. All right. Yeah. That works. I that works. don't uh I took the glasses off of them, I think, because I needed them for something else. But the figures just I I don't know what to do with the figures. I mean, I just got them. I mean, it was just I couldn't pass up the deal. Yeah. So. Yep, that's the one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool, um, it's a cool figure. I've used it. I've bought a couple of them because I've used them to turn them into other people or do whatever. But it's, um, being in this scene for twenty years. What are some of the ebbs and flows or changes you've seen that have like, um, I mean, changed it either for the good or the bad. Either one doesn't matter. But, um. Like, what are some major things that you've seen just change throughout this scene? Oh, I mean, it's just, um, it's just how, uh, so I don't know if you saw, there was this, there was this uh, Amazon Prime ad, or for, it was for Amazon Music, and they were promoting their podcast, and it, it was like, the, the narrator was this guy, and he was like, I started a home business, I started making action figures from the house, and then it's like this kind of stop motion animation of like these figure parts coming together and uh he's like and now i have action figure parts all over the house but they were promoting their podcast and i kind of blew my mind i was like holy shit like yeah <laughs> they're 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 you know it's it's about a toy maker obviously yeah. like um i mean it, it was on i don't remember i saw the ad but and i couldn't find it again but um i mean it's gotten to that point where you know they're making commercials about it and you know, there's documentaries and uh, it's it's definitely blown up, um, like not the how not like how I thought it would. I mean, I thought it I thought customs were definitely going to like custom toys and things like that would reach a different level, but not to not to the level where they're at now, um, where even like Kenner is ripping off. Um, yeah. Bootleg toy makers. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I hear about early days with um, some of the people that it created. And it's like wild, wild west 
in the beginning because no one's doing it. And as more and more people do it, it, it expands and it's like it's breathing. And I, I mean, maybe you could speak to this right now. There seems like there's a lot of resin toy makers out there. I could, mm -hmm. I could say this, this podcast has been going on for two years. I have a list. I could go for two more years <laughs> just off that list. And, and yeah. so it's like, um, seeing that and then, but there feel, there seems to be something ha like it could be because the economy is like real weird right now. Yeah. Could be so many different factors, but it seems like there's a lot of artists um, or like people trying to do the resin stuff, but not a lot of market almost, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, yeah. I guess, I guess it was because there were less artists 10 years ago or so. Yeah. So there wasn't as much competition, I guess you could say, you know, and it, it was, things things would happen like once a week rather than now it's like almost every day you know yeah. somebody's releasing a different figure um so it's like hard to decide like what are you gonna purchase what are you gonna support well you know um i don't know i guess i guess the piece has to speak to you directly to where you want to you know you actually want to buy it or maybe it's just the artists themselves that you that you enjoy and you don't care what they do and and you want to support them you know either way but um I don't know, yeah, it's 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 different now. Even like I, I don't really try to sell my toys anymore. I just, you know, yes, yeah. it is what it is. If somebody wants to buy it, cool. If not, it, um yeah, I mean it it just changes a lot. <laughs> it's, it's definitely like trying to keep up and people who like an event, a world event happens and then within a few hours they have a toy. Yeah. Based on that, it's I I don't I mean I wish I could do that. <laughs> I don't yeah. you know, I have to work full time, so I can't like uh i can't invest that much time in it but yeah it's 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 fascinating how much it's it's grown and evolved throughout the years yeah i'm interested in where it goes i mean uh just looking i i, I i'm new to this like i started in 2020 so um i got almost three full years under the belt to say that i make toys but even in that three years, so much has changed. I've seen artists that started in 2020 and they're already dropping off in mm -hmm. droves. And it's yeah. it's almost like um I mean it's interesting. I, I had a interview with uh Falcon Toys. Yeah. And just hearing about like a successful toy maker, like making great stuff, but it's like life takes over. And so we yeah, yeah and that's he fell off to do his arcade, which is another incredible thing. But right. before every, like all these artists started pouring in before we were all here. And so it's interesting to see how it's breathing and growing and stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, his, his stuff was, was just so awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks that he, he left, but yeah, it's, a, it's understandable, you know, um, you know, sometimes I don't ever want to think about blue light toys ever again. Um, it's just it's you know you spend a lot of time lose a lot of sleep a yeah. lot of blood sweat and tears um it's been incredibly rewarding i mean even just even just making a mold and you know pulling a piece out of it i mean it's 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 high risk 
high reward, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Like it's 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 this weird thing, and and you know where I I thought to you know I like I said there's so many other things I want to do that um, I don't just want to focus on toys. I'm, I want to try out different avenues and and other ideas. Um, but I mean the toys will like I said will always be there. They'll always yeah. be waiting. I guess. Um, I mean I'll be doing. Bunch of backer cards cards this year, but um, you know that's that's never going away. <laughs> yeah, looking forward um, over what you want to get done. What is like? Where are your hopes that this goes? Because you've been here for twenty years now, so it's like, what's the next step? What are you other than your um, the board game, which now we're all going to be waiting for? Um, <laughs> what do you want to be next with you and the toy scene? Well, I mean, I think one goal, my main goal was just because the, the art thing, the toy art thing was just like kind of accidental, you know, um, yeah, it was to maybe actually work at an actual toy company, actually make toys for kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think maybe the, the board game could be that, that, that avenue, you know, that um, we're actually make a toy that, you know, could share with people all over the world. And, and um, you know, I don't know, realize that dream, I guess. So it's, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Um, we have a couple segments that I do on here. Um, and I love that you've been here for so long because this will be a, a solid segment for you. For all the people that still make toys like regularly or that are just coming in or having moments of like, do I want to do this anymore? All of that. What is a tip, a trick, some encouragement, something for them? that you have to offer oh man <laughs> i don't know it's it's hard it's uh i mean I, I guess i would say just keep trying you know just keep doing i mean you you never know who's gonna blow up and who's gonna get um you know my guess pseudo somewhat pseudo famous from this um you know and if it's if it's not working then you could always take a break and come back to it there's nothing yeah. wrong with that you know i mean that's kind of Sometimes that's how I even treat my video games. They get a little too hard and then put it down for a month or two and then come back to it. And somehow it's, it's easy, you know, it's no longer difficult. And I mean, that, that works with almost anything, you know? I, yeah. That's kind of how I, like, if I, something's not working, just, just step away from it, you know, and then and figure it out from there, I guess. Every Assassin's Creed game that has ever come out, I have done <laughs> that exact thing. I've put yeah. it down for a month and come back. And you come back, yeah. yeah nothing yeah. wrong with it. That's not that. That's a good advice. Um, as we uh, come to the end of um, the podcast, we the end is just for you to plug everything that you do, where we can find you, things that we if we want to commission things, if you do that, collaborate, all that stuff. Um, but it's ways to plug all your stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, mainly just on Instagram, um, at mock toys, M O C T O Y S. Um, I don't really do commissions anymore. I mean, I just don't have time. And usually the times that I did get asked for commissions, they're kind of weird projects that I wasn't really <laughs> into to begin with. Yeah. Um, I guess that's some advice I would give, just make sure that what you're working on is something that you enjoy. Um, I, I, I think that would be the best advice actually, you, you know. If you're going to enjoy it, then yeah, spend your time on it. If not, then it's just going to feel like a hassle. And... Hey, thank you for coming on Toys on Tap. 
Yeah, All thanks right. for having me, man. And thank, congrats on the podcast, man. It's awesome. I listen thanks. to it whenever I get a chance.